All right. <clears throat> so let's get going. <sighs> okay, so the final score, 85-66-19. Um, really wasn't that close, though, man. Uh, I want to say it was more like a 30-point game. Uh, and then, uh, then there was the wholesale of subs there at the end. But really, really good win. I was I was actually more – I was more – after the first five minutes, uh, I mentioned this on the stream, but it was 15 to 10, and I believe there was a stoppage of play, whether it was like a TV timeout or someone called timeout or there was something. But it was 15 to 10, and even though Michigan was up, it just felt like Northwestern had a better grasp on the game in my opinion, they came out with more energy. They looked more focused. Um, they had a really good game plan with Hunter as well. Um, but they were relying on that to last them throughout the game or a good portion of it. Uh, but it did it. It did it. Um, them going to them going to Hunter and then they went to like a three, two, kind of abandoning um, the whole man-to-man scheme. Then they went to the 3-2. The Honestly, our offense against it was not great, was not great. But but Michigan made shots. And sometimes that's all it takes, man. That's all it takes is to make shots. Because against the 3-2, I mean, we really didn't get the ball uh, in the short corners. We really didn't get the ball in the middle. The couple times that we did um, – Good things happen, but um, yeah, the guys, the guys made shots today, man. They made shots, and defensively, defensively, they were so good. They were so impressive. And Franz, good lord, Franz, I said that he should have been, he should have been uh, Big Ten All Defense last year. If he doesn't get it this year, I mean, there is something wrong. Like, he could defend everyone. And Juwan knows that. That's why he put him on Nance to uh, start the game. I mean, he can guard point guard, shooting guard, small forwards, 6'10 power forwards who are versatile. He can guard everybody. The only people he can't guard is probably dudes like Kofi Coburn and Garza. Just because they're just massive or super skilled post players. Outside of that, I mean, I would trust them on anybody. On anybody. And he had a heck of a line, too. 14, 10, 5, 5, and 2. But his impact just felt like it was just way better than even that. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's up? I uh, first just wanted to mention that I was in here, uh, I think, like a week or so and change. And, you know, I was making uh, kind of just statements about uh, starting the Franz uh, hype train. I officially want to denounce that now. What a game he had. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said that. And then you got a lot of crap in here, rightfully so. And I was like, man, come on, bro. You can't say that. I mean, like, offensively, he was just chilling. I mean, he would have, like, four, five, six attempts just going by the motions. But he'll be really good on the defensive end and really good on the boards. But we just didn't see that aggressiveness on offense. Um, but, man, these last three games, he has been he has been on a mission, and I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, me too. I wanted to ask you as well, um, what do you think was going on with livers? Uh, for me personally, I just didn't see like 100% of them almost. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I think he had a tweak last game, uh, and it may be bothering him, but either way, I mean, he had 10, 5, and 3. Uh, it seems like he was like forcing there at times, and he was kind of outside of himself. Um, not sure what that was about, but, um, and you, we already know that, that like, he's not the, I'm going to say he's, he's, he's not the best, but he's not the guy to go to for creating off the dribble and off the bounce. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think he's been trying that, which I like. I actually like that he's trying to do that. That means that Jawan wants him to do it and Livers is accepting it. And that is awesome. A lot of times guys just fit in this role and they keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Um, but I think Jawan wants him to do more. And not a lot of coaches will do that. Not a lot will do that. And I like the fact that um, uh, Jawan wants Livers to be more than just a spot-up athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, thanks for uh, coming in, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Ant? Hey, chilling, dude, chilling. That that was one impressive showing. Uh, I feel like each game they keep like sh- they coming out and showing um, that they're improving each aspect of their game. I mean, you can see the last couple of games. I mean, Franz himself has improved his shooting drastically. I mean, he was he was a pismal at the start of the year. I mean, he could not hit water out of a boat. Um, but now he's hitting a respectable, respectable clip from the outside, and that's really going to make the defenses kind of like second-guess collapsing in on him um, or collapsing in on other guys driving to the um, hoop. Um, so if this Michigan team can shoot the way that they did tonight, they are a, a for sure top-10 team um, because they're just so impossible to guard in all other aspects. Um, and their defense is just continued to kind of build on itself and they they feed off each other which is the best part is their their energy um and it started with shondi brown at the start of the season and um williams as well coming off the bench and john's coming off the bench those first few games having that energy and i think that just kind of really um everyone just kind of got affected by that and started gaining that energy as well and it's kind of contagious across the team. Most definitely, man. And uh, what doesn't really show up on the stat sheet, uh, and you can see it. I mean, if you were to – this is why I hate box score watchers. This is another prime example. Um, Mike Smith had five points, three turnovers, and six assists, three rebounds. That dude, his impact on this team is ridiculous. The way that he is able to – one, control the pace of the game, whether it's fast or slow, is awesome. Two, he's not like Jeff, you know, Simpson. <laughs> he's not like Jeff Jackson, Xavier Simpson, where he has to have the ball at all times. The fact that Mike, just being on the court, if he's off the ball, the defense has to respect him. So they can't just leave him and just help on every drive help on every guy that's like roaming around. They have to respect Mike because he is a, I believe he's a 40% shooter. He was one for two today. So that would just go up. Um, he's made, I believe 
I believe he's made seven of his last 11 threes. Now it's eight of his last 13. So he's been shooting very, very well. So guys can't just leave him. And, um, and I think having him just makes the game so much easier for guys like Eli Brooks and Livers and Wagner and even Dickinson. Dickinson is always playing with a three-point shooter. Always. Always. Every, everyone can shoot the ball on this team. And, um, you know, having that just makes Hunter that much more lethal. That's why you see Hunter getting 19 on 66% shooting, and it was pretty quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that the thing that's really cool about this team is that, like, out of the starters itself, you have four guys that can push the floor, like, fast. And when you have four guys on your on the court that can push the floor like Michigan can, and especially how, like, well they've been playing defensively, like, watch out. Like, you don't take care of the ball, and that's a 10-0 run, like, real fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, they need a better – they need – they're, they're going to need Mike to step up with his aggression uh, because the way to, to, you know, really compete for – uh, an NCAA championship, you're going to need elite guard play. Uh, and right now, like I'm not trying to be the be that guy, but they don't have it right now uh, between Brooks and Smith. They 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 need to take yeah. another step up. You know, um, if you look at the the uh, the last you know several national championships, the guard play was wild. Look at the Villanova teams. Look at you know Carolina. You know, look at uh, um, that. Uh, uh, UVA team, like they won because their three best players were all perimeter and they can all shoot over 40% from three. So they're going to need those guys uh, to uh, step it up if they want to compete for a national title. But still, still early, um, 9-0, 4-0 in the conference. Um, and then they got a big game against Minnesota, of, of course, here. Uh, let's see. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Adam, what's up? Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to ask one more question for you, Ant. And this yeah. might be jinxing it. I don't want to jinx anything. But from the way uh, Michigan performed tonight, is there really anyone you think that they could match up to in the Big Ten that would, you know what I mean, would be, like, would give them, like, fits somewhere within the game? That makes sense with you? Yeah, for sure. Wisconsin. We'll give them fits. Yeah. Um, this game against Minnesota is not a gimme. Like Liam Robbins, probably the best defensive big possibly in the country. And there's no cap to that. None at all whatsoever. Dude, I believe, is leading the co- the uh, conference in, in blocks. He's about seven feet, seven one. Um, he is a legit big dude who could stretch the floor and hit threes at like 36, 37%. So, I mean, dude is good. Dude is good. Minnesota is going to be good. Um, Wisconsin is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to have, you know, Illinois too. I mean, Rutgers is going to be tough as hell, dude. You know, so like, yeah, there's going to be teams who gives Michigan fits. In the first seven, in the first 17 games, Michigan is probably going to be favored in 16 of them. And that one that they are probably not is going to be um, against Wisconsin. Yep. Possibly. You know, who knows then? 
but still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you talk about Michigan State struggles too? Like, would, do you have any insight on that? Or yeah, you, man, for sure. So yeah. when it comes to uh, Michigan State, uh, they have two glaring issues, and that is their the point position and the big man position. With their big man position, um, they're having issues with consistency there because they're not giving much scoring and they're not giving much defense. So Kithier, he is a, you know, coach loves him because he doesn't have to tell him to, to do things twice. He's, he's like a robot. Like you tell him what to do and he'll do it. You know what I mean? But yeah. the problem is Kithier is not really a rim protector and offensively he's not very aggressive and he's a, he's a, what you would call a low finisher. Um, he's mm-hmm. not playing Julius Marvel all, all that much. I don't know why. Bingham has been in the doghouse. Um, then you have Matty Sissoko, who is really, really raw, very athletic, mm-hmm. um, very lengthy, um, very active, but he is just, he is just, very, very raw. He's he's like I'm not making fun of him, but like he's um he is like uh a baby deer at times when he's like down low where he's not getting his feet right and 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 he'll get that polish over time, mm-hmm. but um but he's just very, very raw right now. That's one. Um uh, the point guard spot, it's just Hogard is gonna help, but They've been very good at the point guard spot, whether it's with Kalen Lucas, Keith Appling, uh, Travis Trice, um, who else has been there? Cassius. Because yeah. these guys, they're not scoring in transition that much this year because those guys added another level of a threat. Right now, teams, whenever the point guard pushes up, whether it's Foster or it's Watts or whether it's Hogard, they're not really respecting them to blow by the point guard. You know what I mean? They're, because the because the guard is, you know, coming up every time and they're pitching it to either wing and then that's it. They're not coming down and going at the guy's head, attacking, making something happen. So they've taken away one one piece of a threat um that they that Tom really hasn't had to deal with in years and he's going to have to kind of adjust the way that he that he uh that he uh, does his system. Um, And because those things, because of those two things, guys like Joey Hauser, who I feel, and I still feel is a first team, big 10 type of talent. Having a lack of a one and a five hurts him. It doesn't do him favors. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. That's where I'm at. Oh, sorry. But do you think they can still turn it around? Or is oh, it for like, sure. yeah? Oh, for sure. Um, they they definitely can, but they need to solidify because they're what? How how many games are they in? They're what nine, ten games in, and they don't yeah. know. They don't really know who their point guard and, or big man is. I think if you had each each coach on their staff tell me who their point guard and big man is, I think you'll get three different answers, three or four different answers. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't be the way that things are. You know what I mean? You do that to Michigan, that'll be a unified answer. It's Mike Smith at, at the one Hunter at the five, you give that to uh, Michigan state's coaches. you you'll get maybe a lawyer, then a marble. Maybe one says Hogard and, um, 
and Kithier. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody, there's nobody knows. And, yeah. and without knowing, if the coaches are like that, even the players, like, how do you gel when there's so much rotation going on during these games? Right, absolutely. Playing with the new lineup every two minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you can't. You you can't because there's no uniformity, there's no continuity in a in a year where practice is already limited. You know, right. you know they're in a they're in a they're in a they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot, but you know, Rutgers coming up in two days, and Rutgers is no joke, bro. Rutgers is no joke. Yeah, Rutgers is no joke. If they win that game, if they win that game, you're moving in the right direction. Okay, Absolutely. all right, in the yeah. right. If you lose that game, you're still picking up pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Lawyer could fill the shoes, or do you see him as someone who's like almost like a bridge, like to another point guard, another player? He's got to get. He's like he's got to get. He's got to get that Clarkston confidence back, man. Yeah, I've watched him play, and he dropped forty. But the way that he dropped forty. Um, he was abusing guards that were about his size. When he's going up against Big Ten guards who are 190, 200 pounds, 6'3", um, he's going to have to use, he's going to have to use his brain and IQ. Dude is probably the smartest dude on the team by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to use that to abuse other guards. Yeah. Yeah. Just the mental side because he doesn't really have the size on. His frame, yeah, but he needs to find he he needs to find a way because you can't sprinkle some salt on you and grow four inches. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, not exactly. Mean. Yeah, and yeah. I was a Lake Orion guy, so yeah, I got to see him all the time. Just drop a. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure, man. But yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. All right. Um, one part of the game that I thought really, really won the game um, is the 10-minute stretch. There's a 10-minute stretch from five minutes left in the first half to five minutes left in the – no, in the first five minutes of the second half, if that makes sense. So from five to zero, then from 20 to 15, if you guys are with me. Uh, I think that really won the game and pushed it out. I believe, if my math is correct, in that 10-minute stretch, they were plus 14. The way that they ended the first half was awesome, and that carried over right into the second half. Pushing the lead to 14 was huge. And then they went plus 6 over the next few minutes to push it to 20. At that point, could Northwestern come back? Yes. But the way that Michigan was playing defense, that was a, that was a very, very tall, tall task. Um, holding them the forty-one percent shooting. I'm not sure what they were in the last couple of minutes when the when they did the wholesale sub. Um, but they probably were like sub forty. Um, let me get to some of the comments. Sorry for not addressing these earlier. Uh, let's see, Hunter, or if you're still here, uh, go ahead and shoot the question. Racing up with a win. What's up, Eli Brooks with the hops? 
every time Eli dunks now, everybody is like shocked face. I'm like, come on, man. Put some respect on my guy. Brenda Brown just asked Franz how'd he stop Hunter? That's a tall, tall task. And another one. Uh Mike Trainer looks okay. Franz by my was on the court too. Yep. Yeah. Off the court. <laughs> Uh, Kelly, how impressed are you with Juwan's ability to make adjustments, adjustments in game? Very, 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 very. I want to make a video, and I'm going to stay up all night tonight. I'm going to make a video um, about how he moved around Hunter, um, how he moved around Hunter, the way he moved him around. Um, really messed with Northwestern. Northwestern had a really good plan coming in the game. Really good plan. Um, they were trapping him, but they were trapping him in certain spots. So on the block, they trapped right away with their with their big four, Nance, right? If he was off the block, if he was three or four feet off the block, they didn't trap him. But as soon as he dribbled it once, they went right at him. So they had a really good plan for him. But then when he was when he was on the block and he was getting pushed under the basket. Northwestern did an amazing job. So Jawan <laughs> switched it up on him. He said, you know what? You're not catching it on the block for a little while. What you're going to do, you're going to start setting screens and you're going to start sealing in the middle of the lane. You get three seconds. It's not really three. It's really about three and a half to four, just so you know. It's really about four seconds because they don't because it they don't start that count until they see you in there. Usually you could be in there for a second or two, then they'll start counting. So really you get about four or five seconds to like really seal. And so he's sealing in there. If he catches the ball in the middle of the paint, you cannot trap. You cannot trap due to the angle of where he is with the basket. And he's on the middle third of the basketball court. If you're on the left or the right third, you can always trap because you're, because you are, because you are because he's still one huge pass away from that from that opposite third of the court. Sorry if I'm exploding your brains, but man, Jawan was really good. I even tweeted it. I was like, he was a magician the way that he moved Hunter around to the point where they couldn't trap. Sorry I just ranted, but yeah. Uh let's see. Love watching this team. I'm with you, Karen. Uh, then I'll get in a little post. It looks like he has a little more, more confidence. I said to my buddy, oh, man, no. so, you take that back in. Um, is there a big coming in next year? Adam, yes, there's a big coming in. There. Yeah. Bless you. Uh, I don't know if it's like a kind of a big, it's more like a forward, um, but it's going to be Musa Giabate um, is coming in. And then I still don't know about Efton Reed. It's been really, really quiet about Efton Reed, so I'm not sure. But either way, you still have Austin Davis more than likely coming back to uh, to be a big uh, – let's see. How tall is Musa? Yeah, about 6'10". Jack is right about that. Mike Smith is such a floor general. Yes, he is. Jack, Houston, Houston's about 6'8". Do some of those. 
do some MSU fans really think Hunter's in their U- Ukrainian mob? No, I think that's Maryland. I think that's I think that was from a Maryland page where they said Hunter is in the Ukrainian mob. Crazy stuff. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Pass first one. I can shoot. Shot it just said the post game press. No way was working through the injury. We got at Maryland. Caleb. Okay. So Shani said that Liberty is working through an injury. Okay. Which you probably saw that. We're going to dig us to hit a three and then watch opposing coaches try to adjust. <laughs> I mean, you saw a little bit of his range of his range today. It looks smooth too. Friends. Juwan just said his sisters probably thought he was crazy when he said he's putting friends on Nance. Really? I don't really. Franz is so good. Franz is so Franz is so versatile, man. If anything, bro, like Juwan just like bumped Franz's stock up on accident. By doing that. Who do you think Michigan's first loss could be? Um, good question. Let me go back and look at the look at the uh I mean honestly, I can see them losing their next five games. This is not me being like a negative Nancy or anything, but you play a Minnesota team who has beaten some very good teams. You have a Penn State team who's always tough as nails. Then you play Wisconsin. Um, who's a top ten team? They they play. They have a lot of you know, le- legit dudes, and they play with two six ten, six eleven stretch forward centers. It's gonna be tough for Hunter that game. It's gonna be interesting to see what um, guard does. Um, did I say guard? It's Greg Guard, right? Or is that the football coach? Or am I tripping? Uh, I hope I'm not. All right, I'm about to say. All right, um, then Minnesota again. I mean, there's over the next four. I I won't be surprised if they go like two and two. Honestly, won't be surprised if they go two and two. Yeah, for sure. And that's not even a knock. That's not even bad. I mean, you've already won one two games on the road. Uh, if you know Michigan just has to win four or five road games and protect home home court, you win the Big Ten this year. You go fifteen and five in this league this year, you win the Big Ten. You go fourteen and six, you probably win the Big Ten. You go thirteen and seven, you probably share the league. It's that type of year. Um, do you think Michigan's Dick Dickinson is gone after this season? I I don't think so. I don't think so. Who takes over at point next year? I mean, yeah, Frankie Collins coming in. I'm not sure what Mike Smith does with his eligibility because every senior can come back. So we have to wait until that um, decision comes in. Franz, first rounder. I think he's a first rounder, yeah. Jared, what is Michigan's weakness? What should we look for them to work on to hit a higher ceiling? Their guard play. I think I think Brooks and Mike Smith can take it to another level. 
I think that's their their weakness right now. Um, yeah, that's that's their weakness right now, and which isn't even a weakness, you know. It's not like a weakness, but like that's like the one position um, that's not being dynamic right now. Now you have Shandy coming in being dynamic, but he's more of like he's he's like that big guard. He's not going to really create, but you know Eli and Mike those those are the guys who are you know coming off the of screens and PNR and pushing pace. Um, more dynamic from that position. Which is me being really, really nitpicky. So don't take too much from it. Losing how many? No, 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 no. So correct me if I'm wrong. I'm like, so when I said, you know, you know, they could lose the next five games. That means they, you know, if if they lose in the next five games, like once in the next five games, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that makes sense. You bet the mortgage that Michigan doesn't win three out of five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's going to be a it's a tough schedule for sure. But the next five games are going to be you know tough for sure, man. What's stealing for this team next year? I don't know, Kyle. Based off that's based off of who is going to return. Honestly, I don't know who's coming back. Give me one. Give me once. One. Okay. Yeah. So you said Frank or Zeb uh, started at the point guard spot. Like, all right, David. So we can't talk about next year. Don't have conversations about next year with anybody. That's that is just like having a conversation about who's going to be in the in the in the uh, final four. We don't know what the layout is, so you know not everybody has the same route to the final four. Not everybody has the same route route to a Sweet Sixteen. So next year, I can't talk about next year. I don't know who's going to be on the team. You know, I don't know which seniors are going to come back due to COVID. I don't know. I don't know if they're if they're going to sign someone else for from you know like a different freshman. I don't know if they're going to get a grad transfer. I don't know. I don't know. Who's the biggest matchup problem for UM in the Big Ten? In my opinion, it is Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin. Because I don't think they have the most talented backcourt, but I think they have the best backcourt. Like, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy because, you know, with Ayo Dusumu and Mark Miller and Curbelo at Illinois, um, you got Marcus Carr at Minnesota. Uh, you got uh, – who else is out there? That's a really good backcourt. You got Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker. And, uh, and Young at Iowa, you got Bohannon and Wieskamp and all that. But I think Wisconsin has the 
has the best has the best um, backcourt, just so solid, you know, and they're consistent. And they play on both ends. They're not crazy dynamic, but Demetri Trice can, can light you up, though. He can light you up. He can light you up. Do, do I have a favorite set? Set like what? What about Illinois? Those guards are dangerous. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so, like, I'm saying, like, I, I think the Illinois guards are the most dynamic, but I think the Wisconsin guards are just so – are very consistent. They're very good on, on both ends. So I see Illinois, you know, A, A-plus offense, B, B-minus defensively. Wisconsin is probably an A both ways, A minus both ways. You know, just because someone could drop 26, like, hey, how about the guard that can not only hold you to hold an elite score to seven or eight, he can also hit you with 20. You know what I mean? Uh, Wolverine, hypothetically, if you could go back in time, would you prefer JB stays at Michigan as head coach? We never entered in Juwan era or take Juwan in our current situation now. I mean that's asking a lot. That's that's asking for a lot. But but I'll be that guy. Um and I will answer another question. I who would you rather play for? I would rather play for Juwan as a coach. He's much more of a player's coach. With Beeline, I mean, I could be in the game for 20 minutes and I would be in the corner for 80% of it. And the other 20%, I am swinging the ball to someone else or I am making a cut. But Jawan gives a lot of freedom. He allows he allows, and he encourages you to just hoop and play in multiple ways. And you're not just, you know, hey, do this one thing. Jawan just lets you go out there and do your thing. So I. I'll say that much. And that's not even a that's not even a slight on on JB. But as a player, like the way that Juwan plays, like, you know, you know, Livers is not stuck in some corner. Like he can go from pushing the ball, he can go from being on trail, he can go from posting up, he can go from like mid post. He man, he can do whatever he wants. Franz, same exact thing. He can do whatever he wants. And I'll and and that is super dope, man. True though that JB set a great foundation for Jawan. I mean, most definitely, you know, uh uh culture wise for sure. And he does run a couple of variations of what Beeline used to run. Whether that was something that they got from the Heat or just something that the um that the old guy show him showed him. They still run very, very variations of um, of beeline sets. What's changed in Franz' game in the last three? His 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 obsessive aggressiveness on the offensive end. Nothing else has changed. Nothing else has changed. But I'm pretty sure Jawan had a talk with him, or someone talked to him. Someone did. I don't know who talked to him. But I guarantee someone talked to him. It was probably someone at the next level. 
he had a talking with someone who had a who has a very loud voice. Not like loud, like like volume loud, but um, some someone probably where where like Franz really really looks up to, and would take everything to heart. Not like scoff at some regular stranger down the road or one of these dudes on the who comments on these blog sites or anything like that. Like a legit person either reached out to him or was told to call him. But he he talked to someone. He talked to someone. And then let me look at this box score right quick. Yeah, so like nobody goes. You know, Franz was chilling. Franz was chilling. He was chilling during Penn State. You know, he had this. He had yeah. And then last three games, he's just erupted. Weber in the university. I mean, I don't know. That's, uh, it's, in my opinion, it should be squashed, you know? I mean, they're, they're treating him like he's like Sandusky or something, man. Like, you know, they just got to just, they just got to squash it. Squash whatever beef that is, you know? It's been, what, 30 years almost? Come on, man. Come on, man. Squash it. Yeah, Brown has benefited a lot. You know, he wasn't shooting like this with this type of light at Wake Forest. Yeah, that France Lander train <laughs> launched straight off the cliff. If you didn't go to Michigan, what other Big Ten school would you have liked playing for? Uh, with with coaches now, or coach, or uh, or uh, coaches then? Because that's a that's a very important question. Coaches then. Uh, let me take a gander. Uh, I probably would have liked. I probably would have liked playing. You guys are gonna think I'm I'm stupid or an idiot, but probably one of the two would be Tom Crean at Indiana or Thad Mata at Ohio State. And I say that with a lot of confidence. I say that with a lot of confidence. Thad Mata at at Ohio. Ohio State or Tom Crean. A lot of confidence in that. Did I play with Dave Merritt? Yes, I did. Play with Dave for two years. We started next next to each other. Uh, that uh, UCLA game at the Garden. He was the starting point guard, and I was the, the uh, starting forward. Shawnee's, uh, I'm not sure what Shawnee's response was. We should get all the five dollars. Jack, eventually, I think they will hang the banners back up. Yeah, Dave has, uh, I believe it's Merit Goodness, I believe. Uh, he's done pop-ups at times around the Detroit area, uh, but he's definitely still around. 
Jennifer, I think it's 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 going to take another um, it's going to take another generation to get the banners back up. What was it like through your time in high school and college? Was the public attention hard at times? No, no, man. Actually, like I like I used to go above and beyond to make make myself uh, as accessible as possible. So like we would go and have like a really good game. Like me and Zach Gibson would go to to uh not Applebee's, what's that one joke called? B dubs and just chill and just hang out and talk to people. Um it was super cool beating Ohio State, right? And I'll be walking down state and every other car would just like honk their horn. Like I thought that was super dope to me. I thought it was cool. And then for the for the Big Ten tournament, um I gave away my tickets on Facebook. <laughs> I said, I said, you know, hey, respond to this if you want Big Ten tickets. And some, like, believe he was like, like the ninth or tenth grade. He responded to it, and um, he responded to it, and I put. So, like, we have like a ticket system where we like, you know, type names into some like website. And then they registers and they then they come and uh pick it up. So I think the I think his mom I think oh, so his name was David, I think. His mom reached out to like the free press or M Live and said what I did. So there was like an article about this thing, and then Beeline found out and it was like, Anthony, come on, man. I'm not sure if that's compliance approved. <laughs> so Bilal was like low-key scared that like I like broke a rule or something. Um uh, and funny enough, Dave Merritt turns to me and goes, Man, that is the smartest PR I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> true story, true story. I am going to I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it on Twitter for you guys. Um post the article because I'm pretty sure it's still up. Pretty sure it's still up. And then after the game, then after the game, after the game, I think we beat Iowa. Like I went to find them and I took pictures with them and everything. And um, it was super dope. But um, I enjoyed the fact that, you know, people could identify with me and all that stuff. Cause we're all, we're, we're all the same. We're all the same. It's just a matter of, you know, this person played in front of a million people on TV and this person didn't, you know what I mean? But we're all the same. We're all the same. We're all very, very similar. Well, that do you playing at Oak Hill? Interesting, Kyle. Interesting question. Um, I actually, so you guys have heard me talk about the WCAC. Uh, it's the conference in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, not Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the DMV. It's the best conference in the country when it comes to basketball. Um, I played for one of those schools there. Uh, I believe Mel Mello Trumbull went there later on, but I went to Bishop O'Connell and um, I went there and then had to leave the school. I'm not going to talk about it, but I had to leave the school in February and um, I had to find a different high school. And I wanted to go back to public school so I can go back and average like 40, 50 points a game. And, and um, my mom was like, no, you're not doing that. 
So one of my boys, look him up. His 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 name is Isaiah Swan. Isaiah Swan. We were at DC Blue Devils practice. This was uh, now it's basically team takeover. Um, Nike team. Like you know, KD was there. Roy Hibbert was there. Any anyone who's anyone in the DC area is at this practice. So my mom is like talking to different parents, like, hey. You know, what's a good school for him? And then um, we talked to Isaiah Swan. Isaiah Swan went to Oak Hill, um, and he was on that team that got beat by by LeBron, uh, by LeBron, same business, St. Mary, Mary team. But he he got us connected with the head coach down there. And I went down there as like little because he's never heard of me. He knew I was like top fifty in the uh, country, but the YouTube out there wasn't really like that. You know what I mean? I don't even think it exist- existed. I don't think back then. But so he didn't know what I was doing, who I was. So I showed up at his open run in the mountains. It was like a six-hour drive and. I busted everybody's ass. The next thing you know, he uh, he was like, "Yeah, come play for me." Worst decision of my life. I've never said that publicly. I don't think, but probably one of the worst decisions of my life was uh, going to Oak Hill. Yeah, one of the worst decisions. Um. Yeah. It's dope talking about and it's dope having a jersey and it's dope having that, you know, connection to the program. Uh, you know, playing with Rajon Rondo as a as a sophomore, Josh Smith as a sophomore. My junior year, um, I got I get Katie and Ty to uh come to Oak Hill and they play a year and I'm playing with Eric Diebendorf and my senior year, I'm playing with Beasley and Nolan Smith and all those guys. Um, and Ty, again. Um, and I met a lifelong friend uh, and Jared Long. But but that was not the – that that was one of the worst des- decisions of my life. Because what's funny is I would have gotten to Michigan no matter where I went to high school. That's the funny part. Oak Hill didn't get me to Michigan. I went to a five-star basketball camp. Rest in peace, Howard Garfinkel. Rest in peace. I went to five-star basketball camp. Uh, Herb Pope was there. He was like top 10 in the country, class of 2007. And I was busting his ass. Like, I was working. So I left that camp. I won pretty much every trophy you could. Like, I walked in the house. Like, with a hand, it was unreal. Like, I won, like, seven or eight awards or, like, broke a camp record. Like, like this is the same camp that Michael Jordan, LeBron, like, anyone who hoops, who hoops has been to at least one five-star session. And when I went there and bust everybody's ass, when I went back to Oak Hill, I got letters from Louisville. I got letters from Michigan. I have letters from everywhere, and it's all because of Howard Garfinkel, all because of him, not because of Oak Hill. But I go to Oak Hill, 
and I'm ranked, I think, number 36 in the country going into Oak Hill. I am 15 years old. I had no trainers growing up, none. I had to train myself. All these dudes had trainers and all this stuff. They had all these resources. I had really nobody with a basketball background. Um, there's one basketball, and I'm sharing them with future NBA All-Stars. I learned how to be a role player way too freaking early. Way too freaking early. Way too freaking early, bro. Way too early. I was 15, number 36 in the country. I think I think I was number one in the country sometime in my eighth grade year. And I was number 19 sometime in my freshman year. Um... This is in the this is in the country. This is not the state, not region. This is in the nation, bro. This is no this is no cap, nothing, nothing, none of it. I talked to uh my AAU coach um two mornings ago. Yesterday morning. And, you know, he was just, he was, you know, talking about stuff. He's in the whole team take takeover thing. You know, the AAU team that Hunter Dickinson and all of them came from. You know, he was around with KD and he was around with, you know, all these guys. And, you know, you know, he, you know, reached, reached, reached out to me and we were just chopping it up and just, you know, like talking. And he was like, man, man, we we brought you up the other day. And they were like, nobody, they were like, what did they say? They were like, I'm one dude who they wish grew up or was a, was closer to like PG County in Maryland because of the, because of the basketball influence there. Like nobody was teaching me a first step. You know, nobody was teaching me behind the back. Nobody was teaching me all this stuff, bro. And I and like I came out and I was like and I was like man this all makes sense like 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 no like I learned what I needed to learn when I was about twenty six twenty seven and then he was like yeah but you know it's too late then like there's like I am not I'm not trying to cap. Not trying to do any of that, bro. Like I'm six five. My wingspan is seven foot two. One basketball influence, bro. But anyways, sorry, one went on that rant. But but I wish that I had even if I didn't go to public school. I wish I had gone to a school that was closer to Maryland, D.C., and or had a heavy basketball influence that was, you know, always in my ear and always with me. So, yeah. So sorry, sorry about getting all, getting all, uh, not not morbid, but like, uh, sorry about that.
Eddie, I thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, Adam, I was not in a frat. What coach led my recruiting? Uh, Coach Swin. Swenson. Swenson, uh, Jackson. I mean, I think Andy Moore was there and Amaker. Funny enough, Amaker, I think Amaker's parents or something owned a car dealership that sponsored my eighth grade travel team, which was wild, which was wild. Mm. Is high school basketball dead? Eric, absolutely not. It's getting more exciting. It's getting more exciting because not everybody is going to Oak Hill. Not everybody is going to Mount Bird. Like my goal for my children, and you know, we'll see what happens with you know them and their as their aspirations, but I, you know, my goal is to move back to the Loudoun County area um, in the next several years. So, any idea how Brandon Wade is doing? I mean, he's there. He's there. I see him in the game, so he must be healthy. But he's got to start uh, killing and practice, man. Does all the money in recruiting funnel through the AAU pro- programs? Kyle, <laughs> Kyle trying to get me to snitch. Come on, man. Who was the hardest player you ever had to go against? Uh, I have answered this question for, what's it, 2021? I've answered this question for 15 years, and it has yet to change. Uh, Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis, and it's not close. I played with and against Kevin Durant. I played, as you guys know, against Blake Griffin. I played against Kyle Lowry. I played against Lou Williams, although Lou, Lou, Lou Williams shook me out, shook me out my boots. <laughs> um, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've played against some dudes, man, but. Uh, Monte Ellis, bro. That dude was on another level. Lemon Pepper, Lou Will. <laughs> Magic City, Lou Will. Hey, bro, Lou Will gave me that, gave me that boneless chicken wing with with hot sauce on the baseline, man. Had yo, I tried to punch dude in the back of the neck, but but he was way too far in front of me. He shook me out my shoes. I'm pretty sure you've seen it, AK. I've posted it on Twitter like once or twice. I love laughing at myself. I think it's funny. Whether it's Blake Blake Griffin's brother brother dunking on me, or if it's uh, uh Lou Williams just giving me the giving me the nasty. Yo, he killed me. That baseline in and out spin, bro. I I oof. I've had back pains ever since, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shook up my boots. Best basketball memory from Michigan? I have two. I have two. I have two. So the first, 
is going to be Selection Sunday. I think that was really cool. I think that was really, really dope, man. Because it's been years since Michigan's been, been, you know, back to the NCAA tournament. So just being there, sitting there, chilling. And then they, we were in the last, they didn't have us for like the whole thing, bro. So like Deshaun was like, man, why are we here? Like we're here just to get let down. So like nobody knew what was about to happen. And then, then like they said, they said Clemson. And then we were like, oh boy. Oh boy. Because we knew if we didn't get this, we were going to the NIT. But it was good seeing teams like Minnesota and Wisconsin were there. And we're like, we have better resumes than both of those schools. So that kind of kept us up. But man, like they were we were like one of the last teams. So that's one. Uh second best was um the back door to Deshaun Sims. If if you've never been to Madison Square Garden, like I heard that they they've uh improved the the lighting in there. It like it used to be super dark orange. And then the stands, you could barely see anybody really. It was really, really weird. But when I threw the backdoor pass, it felt like everything was happening in slow motion. And as I threw it, as soon as he caught it, I could just see and feel everybody in the stands stand up at one time. It felt like slow motion. I will never forget that. And then he and then he dunked it and I just lost my mind. Uh, okay, one last one was, it was time for the round. What was JB saying leading up to the Oklahoma game? The game plan, I mean, stop Blake. It was a pretty good game plan. Um, no, but it was, it was hard. It was hard because, um, because we, we only had one day of prep. So we're not really watching, we're, we watched film and we're doing like very light walkthroughs and of like, you know, what to look for and this is what they do and this is what we're going to do against them. So it's one day of prep. So it's not like we have three or four days to like work on multiple schemes and all that. Uh, are you going to let Walker do any sports besides basketball? Yeah, man. Like probably his first sport I want him to play is flag football. I think that's hilarious. These little kids running all around <laughs> with their big heads just like flying all over the field. That's super cool to me. Uh, I want them to play soccer, but uh, but but the wife thinks it's too boring. I <laughs> uh, want them to do baseball too. So it's like not just like forcing basketball down his throat, but um, but based on just his size and what he's doing so far. He's going to be in some sports, just not sure which. Uh, let's see. You were at the Oklahoma game in Kansas City. The Sprint Center is very nice. They should get an NBA team in there. I remember hating Blake so much after that game. During the game, I kept telling him, like, y'all don't deserve this win, bro. Like, I, I kept telling him. Like yo, y'all are cheating. You and the refs cheating. All y'all. 
and then in the then then in the back, he called me out and gave me that. And he was like, "Hey, bro, hey, good game, man." I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Nah, man. I said, "Nah, I didn't say that." I said, "I I said something about like you know YouTube and, and good luck with everything." Um, no problem, Jared. No problem, Jared. I'm in here a lot, a lot longer than what I wanted to be. So I'll wrap this up soon. Uh, best high school or college atmosphere? Um, uh, Michigan State at Michigan State is probably the best. Uh, at Purdue is really good too. Um, the thing about high school. Is that like we used to so like so like we used to play on like weird days. We used to play on like Saturdays. Um we used to play on we used to play teams on on Saturdays because high schools usually play on Fridays, right? But we would play a team that didn't have a game on Friday but was really good in that area and region that pummeled everybody. You know those teams, right? You know those high school teams that are really good in like a hundred mile radius, they they just almost never lose. And they beat everybody by like sixty. So several times a year, we we would go and play those types of teams, whether they're in Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio, um, anything like that. We would go and we we would play them, and all these other teams that you know got their asses beat every year would come to those games and root for us as we're dunking on them and beating them by fifty. So it was like a little bit different. Any party football DC thoughts? Like what? Oh, hires, man. I can't even think about that right now, man. It Every time I, I think about the football season, it, it just pisses me off. Not gonna lie, I get more emotional over football because I kind of don't know what's happening, but I know enough. You know, with basketball, I don't get as mad because I can understand almost everything that that happens. Like if something bad happens, I immediately know why. You know, if something good happens, I immediately know why. If we lose to a certain team, I watch the game. Oh, 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 yeah, that's why. I watch a football game. I'm pissed off because not only do I did something bad happen, but I don't know why or happened, why it happened, how it happened. Then I got to ask people. Then then they get mad at me, calling me a casual, and I'm like, I'm just trying to learn, you know. Can't wait, you and Hoop Chunky when you Deshaun Manny were all there. Yeah, man, that was a fun time. Oh, that was a fun, fun time. That was a fun, fun time. It's crazy because Desh- Deshaun was our five man at six eight. Now six nine is our small forward. <laughs> crazy how times times have uh, changed. But I would love for like our old teams to play against these these teams to just to see what would happen. You know what I mean? Was I a UN fan before they recruited me? No, not at all. Big North Carolina guy, huge UNC guy. I was in here the other day with with uh, Shaman Williams, bro. Like I almost fanboyed. 
I remember uh, Shaman Williams with, uh, I believe he was with like Ed Coda and that, and those North Carolina teams. Like, oh man. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. I, man, you know, you're talking about like, like childhood heroes. Like I'm getting chills right now. Just like thinking about that. Like I was in the same room as freaking Shaman Williams. Like, y'all probably don't know who that is, but Shaman Williams was that dude from three. Like, that dude, you had a strap. It was him, Ed Coda. Um, I want to say Joe Forte. Remember that? Come on. Those names got to give you some type of uh, nostalgia. Well, let me see. Who was on that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta look up who was on that team. Yeah, okay. Shamal Williams, he played with him. Jeff McGinnis, Rashid Wallace, Jerry Stackhouse, Anton Jameson. Remember him? Vince Carter, Maktar Anjai. Oh, my gosh. Was Ed Coda there, though? Ed Coda was there, yo. Ed Coda was there. Remember Adamola Okulaja? Brandon Haywood? Like, like, I'm getting chills right now even just, like, talking about this stuff. I swear. Like, like, woof. Shaman Williams, I swear. He was, like, he was, he was, uh, he was, I believe he was, like, number three. Whoo! He played in the league for a little while too, man. Man, I, I used to have UNC everything, man. I was such a UNC guy. Funny story: when I went to Bishop O'Connell, that WCAC school, um, I was on varsity, hurt my ankle. They bumped me back down to JV. Um, UNC's coach at the time, I believe it was Matt Doherty. I believe it was Matt Doherty at the time. He walks in the gym to watch varsity team because they were there to watch um, Marcus Ginyard uh, and Brian Johnson because those were two high major guys. Marcus Ginyard actually ended up going to North Carolina, but they were there to watch varsity, but they came early to watch JV as well. Bro, that game, I was dunking on everybody, and I was launching from everywhere. Bro, from a JV game, I got a letter from North Carolina two weeks later. Bro, I almost, I almost pissed myself. I almost pissed myself. Oof, man. Smile from ear to yo. You couldn't tell me nothing for like five months after that, bro. You can tell me anything, man, like five months after that. But, yeah, Shaman Williams was in locker room last week. He was in locker room, and he was with uh, Deshaun Butler. Deshaun Butler, who played with Beeline and then three years with Huggins at West Virginia, and he tore his ACL either in the Final Four or in the Elite Eight. I'm not sure. But Deshaun Butler and Shaman Williams were, were, were in a locker room here, bro. I, I almost lost it. I almost lost it, man. 
Yeah. I was a big UNC guy. I'm not going to say that I didn't know what, what Michigan was, but, but just know that a lot of people in the DMV, if it's not Maryland, Georgetown, ACC, Big East, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I go to the gym and I say, I, you know, I'm going to Michigan. They go, Michigan State? Like, they don't know the difference, you know? <laughs> they don't know the difference between Michigan and, and Michigan State, which is why. Why didn't I go to UNC? They didn't offer me. This was my freshman year in high school. My freshman year in high school. They they did not offer me. And I believe Matt Doherty got fired um, by the time I got to be a senior. I want to say, because I believe that's when Roy Williams took over. Let me look it up. I want to make sure that I'm telling you all the right information before I, before I mess up. Uh, Matt Doherty, basketball, coaching. Yeah, so the year that he sent me my letter, he got fired after that season and went to Florida Atlantic FAU. I believe that's when Roy Williams came in and won a national championship two years later. And we were all watching as a team, 0405. I will never forget when they won the national championship. Ty Lawson says, I want that. I want to go there. And then Kevin Durant goes, I want that too. I want to go there. Ty called his parents and said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I, I want to, you know, commit to UNC. And then Kevin called his mom and said, I want to commit to UNC. And she said, no, the hell you aren't. <laughs> Yo, you should have saw his face drop. <laughs> his face dropped. His face dropped. After that, I'm like, okay, so he's going to go to either UConn or like Texas or, Texas or something. So... Funny story. Funny, funny story. I got stories for days, man. I, I got endless stories. Your Michigan team versus Michigan team. What's the spread and do you guys cover it? What's the over, under, on amount of points and rebounds? Gets. My team wins. Just make sure that I get every shot. The spread is my team by 20 and we, and we win by 30. Any good JB ones? I've got some good ones, but I'll save those for another day. But, yo, thank you guys for uh, uh, coming in, man. I know this was about Northwestern Michigan, but it kind of kind of spiraled into you know something else. But uh, I'm still going to post that for you guys, that article of that, uh, of that one kid who, uh, uh, who I gave the tickets to. That was a true story. True story. I'm going to post it, and then um, I'll probably see you guys in a couple days for Minnesota. If you're going to be in the stream, dope. If not, that's cool. Um, I'll see you guys in here. Uh, also, probably going to look at the – have a Rutgers-Michigan State locker room as well. Um, 
also. So thank you guys for coming through, and I'll see you on the social medias.